The following content is intended for a mature audience. If you don't know what that means, this is for grown folks. And since we're doing that, the opinions expressed are of those present for this conversation Only and those. should not be taken as the opinion of everyone black, <laughs> gay, in their 30s, or okay. any other cluster you try to put us in. Right. This is our platform. We said what we said. Exactly. Let the show begin. Go out of it and come back. No, 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 not home, but go send just. I know, I was, I was gonna go home and then I was gonna go back. There we go. And one about not wanting to date a transgender person. Yes, yes, yes. And so, this transgender people in sports, uh, I mean, most feminists agree with what we're saying. So, I thought it was that one. So, I'm going to just assume it was the one where we start, first started getting flack, which was the us. Riley Dennis one. Yes. So, but there's a lot of tra- that really agree with what we're saying. Sure. But I don't want to rely on that argument because it's just yeah, like saying there's black people that agree with yeah, you know, this with policy. Trump. Yeah, absolutely. So, we can't rely on that. Us not wanting to date trans people is not something that we've been shouting out at the top of our lungs our whole life. I've said it once in my life, and that was during that video. And the only reason I said it in that video was because Riley was accusing anybody who wasn't interested of being transphobic. Because what I've come to realize is that a lot of times people are trying to shame you into agreeing with them. Shame you. And if they can't shame you, they want to ostracize you from the overall tribe. That is the two things that they enjoy doing. It's why when someone is having a speech they don't like, they bang loud drums and they drum... They drown it out. When someone is saying something they dislike, they try to have that person immediately banned. So it doesn't allow for any form of discourse. It just allows for alienation. And here's why this is extremely important and why I think everybody should be listening to what we're saying is that if you haven't heard recently, people between the ages of 18 to 34 are actually now less accepting of LGBTQ people than they were over a year ago and this dropped by over eight percent so what does that mean that the you know there's always this mantra that young people are inherently going to be more and more liberal and that they're going to be more and more this way but we're actually seeing the opposite thing being true and so i would tell people part of why i think this is becoming true is that people are seeing some of the tactics that lgbtq uh, activists are using in order to further their agenda and when you're seeing these things like ostracizing denying people the ability to speak only allowing certain types of voices to be heard you are then making sure that people who are young who want to explore ideas are no longer feeling comfortable and you're and doing the same thing that was done to you that's the ironic part the ironic part is not so much as you're doing that but you're using the same tactics as your oppressors sure and even within the lgbtq community i mean the, my stance is not that extreme there's a lot of queer people who are not interested in dating trans people there are a lot of trans people who don't want to date trans people and this is not to shame them this is not to say they're undesirable they're just not what i want and for and i just thought it was very interesting that on a panel for 
uh, hip hop is misogynistic, which is what I was going to participate in. Uh, uh, they only had queer artists for the most part. They banned me for having an opinion that 95% of men have, meaning 95% of men do not want to date a trans person. Then you are saying that all these men are inherently transphobic and have some irrational fear, or maybe there's a diverse reasons. There's a diverse spectrum of reasons as to why men may not want to date a certain subset of group of people. But you'll never know if you're not letting people speak. No. Now, the thing that happened is that we're not saying that people should not be alive. And, and I've heard that in an argument. Do you know what it feels like to fight for your existence? Fight for your existence. I did not tell you that you had to cease to exist at all. At all. That is not the case. And that's not where we're going at all. Do you know what it has? You have to fight for your existence and fight. Live your life. Not only that, you know what? We're all for your equal rights. You yes. should be not discriminated against in the workplace and all the other facets in which human beings live. But when it comes to dating, people are allowed to have their preference. Ladies, you want to not date short men? Don't date short men. But ladies, you want to date men with a certain income level? Date those men. And if you don't want to date trans people, don't date trans. If you don't want to date black people, don't date black people. Date whatever you want to date. That's it. But the hell tell people that they have some kind of irrational feel because they don't want to date with a certain subset of groups. To me, is illogical because what people look for in dating is so varied and the reasons are so varied that for me, it's so small-minded of you to inherently reduce someone to some phobia when in reality, you don't know their lived experience. So you want to be seen as individuals. You want to be seen as real human beings, but then you strip people of their individuality and of their humanity when they show reasonings that you don't understand. We can pass all the laws, but what we cannot do is legislate acceptance. And I think deep down, more than a lobbying pass, we want our neighbors and the people around us to look at us with empathy and respect. And you are not going to get it if you don't allow people to speak, if you don't allow people to be present, if you don't allow for ideas that don't jive with your world vision. That, oh, someone, said, someone said that to me. Someone said, yeah, okay, I understand your point, but why did you have to say it? Why did I have to say my point? Why, why was she allowed to say her point? I'm, I'm not able to say my point. Which, what are you talking about? Who is you? Like, you understand my point, but what, did you have to say it? What? What? So sometimes their, their argument isn't even that you're wrong. Your argument is that you're right. But it you, goes shouldn't against... say, you shouldn't say it out loud because it hurts some people. No, that's not how the world works, boo-boo. That's not how the world works, and that's not how we're going to advance anything. Anyways. And they think they're hurting me or hurting you hurting people when they do this. But every time that these activists have come out against somebody, those people have gotten more and more reach. In fact, I think Jordan Peterson, who's someone that that community really detests, has grown so big because they kept trying to protest his views. And because they tried to silence him, people took more of an interest. And so you don't even realize it, you're but the very the views that you dislike, you're fostering their growth. You're, oh, you're doing the opposite. People that didn't even know that Jordan Peterson was, not be because of you, they know who he is and are now following him. Makes them a martyr. No matter what their views are. You want to cancel someone, you make them a martyr. Yeah. This is what men's rights look like. This is what men's rights look like. This is so, so you believe it's hate speech, right? It is hate speech. I've never heard of him before. I don't even know what he's talking okay. I've never heard of him before. We, we invite you to educate I just yourself. Yeah, so I just wanted to listen to him. Go on Google. I just wanted to see who this guy is and what he's talking about. But now I can't get in. And you know what the irony is, is that despite being a very marginalized group and having real props that I actually agree with, you are actually perceived from a marketing standpoint as bullies. I don't agree with that. But I can agree that some of the tactics that you employ do have that feel to them. And so- Stop talking!
Let's Stop talking! <laughs> you shouldn't be talking right now! Let's say it was another person that was trying to speak, and I wasn't even interested in what they had to say, but I heard you screaming at them like that and barring them. Then I would immediately start taking interest, like, hey, why are you doing this to this person? What are they trying to say? And I would take time. And because they're being calm throughout this whole interaction and you're being erratic, then what I'm perceiving in that moment is that, oh, I should probably trust this person because this person seems unstable. They seem very angry, and I don't understand what's going on. And so that's what's happening every single day. So if you want to have the progress that you claim to want to have, maybe the tactics that you're employing aren't the best ones. And now we, we, always, we, always, we always have to do this now. Now we're not, we're not, we're not saying it's not, we're not saying you don't that, have, you, you no, don't no, have no, no, a no. choice. You, that, yo, no, 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 I know what you want. You're silencing me, sir. No, bro. You're silencing me, I, sir. Here's one thing I don't want to do. I do not want us to always have to say, hey, we think you're humans. Hey, we think you're good. I, like, I don't think we should have to do that every single oh, time man. in order to have a conversation that's difficult. People are not that smart. I don't give a shit. Then they can live with it and they can make whatever assumptions they want because guess what bro even when you make those disclaimers They still make assumptions and that's a fact So uh, that shit gets me mad when, when we have to know yeah. them. Yeah, no <laughs> No, I, I don't Is like the idea that just because I'm having a difficult conversation. And I disagree with you I somehow have to always reaffirm your humanity for you for us to have that. Oh, okay so They're not bad. so bad if you are such a baby that you can't handle the fact that we're talking about something and that we disagree with you and you have to immediately go to, oh, these guys are phobic, oh, they want to deny me my humanity, then you're not interested in having a conversation and I don't need to talk to you. That's it. Because I want you to respond to what I said, not what you're inferring based off what I didn't say. So if they want to infer that we don't want their, then let them infer what they want. That's not my job. So, um. That's, that's not my job. Is you done? Is you? <laughs> I think we covered it pretty much. That's what it is. You guys don't want to have a conversation with it. <laughs> you guys don't want to have a conversation with it. I don't know if it's because you don't have the balls. <laughs> On one hand, me wanting a specific set of genitals makes me shallow and reduces people to their genitals and it's unnecessary. On the other, trans people are constantly trying to get surgery in order to be the assigned uh, that they want to be and so i just think it's interesting that on one hand you say it's insignificant for me but for you guys it's such an important transition to have it's not all the trans but yeah i get what you're saying i mean they even differentiate between post-op and pre-op so mm -hmm. is this this post-op and pre-op is there never a like pre-op is just like saying this is that another topic Pre-op is not you're even gonna have a con, but if you're not gonna have the, 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 the operation, it's like I'm never up. All right, I'm never upping on that. All right, <laughs> <laughs> I just realized what I just did. I just, <laughs> I'm not just. And wanting to cancel, cancel culture, because I think it does nothing for anyone's, it does nothing for anyone's anything. It doesn't further anyone's alleged agenda by just canceling someone. The thing is, is that we should allow people the opportunity to sit at the table to explain themselves.
And after you've explained yourself, and if you still make an ass of yourself, and we still can't come to an agreement or whatever, then we go from there. But just this whole thing of you've said something I don't like, I'm not going to give you a chance to, to refute it. And I'm not going to give you a chance to even be here to be heard. It's just you say what you said, and I'm going to say what I'm saying, and I'm going to call for everybody else to stop listening to you. Yeah, but I, it was a lot of things that were said that was problematic, and I can't put my finger on them all so, right now. So, so I think um, in the video that we just watched, what was problematic for me, and I'm not entirely sure if I can clean up everything, um, primarily was the approach. Um, and I agree with They you. were in a situation to where they felt as though they were put in a very defensive Oh, yeah. Um, and they're coming they from, yeah, they came out swinging. Yeah. Um, but I think what is the problem is, I think if you fully understood what it means to be a trans person generally, and then what it means to be a trans person in the United States, what it means to be a trans person of color in the United States, what it means to be a black trans, exactly. I mean, once you add the intersectionalities of being trans um, and what that means as a personal experience, if you were capable of understanding that, just from an empathetic perspective, I think they would have entered the conversation in a very different way. Right. Um, because the comments of, oh, you're not affirming my existence, it comes from people telling others in the LGBTQ community, specifically the trans community, that they should not exist, that they are mistakes, that the way they think and the way that they feel are mistakes. That is the trauma that they are coming to the table. Uh, in any situation when you are interacting or when you are, from this is my perspective, when you are in, engaging with someone who has been victimized and the conversation is about them specifically, it's not about you. It's not about how you feel. The conversation is about them. Your responsibility is to try to understand how they feel. You check your privilege, you check how your feelings at the how however you're feeling, you check that out the door at the door. In that conversation, you are supposed to be entirely empathetic. Now, once that conversation ends, whether or not you agree or not, that's a completely different conversation. But do not enter conversations, do not enter discussions with people that have been discriminated against, that have been marginalized, that have been victimized not fully able to engage in that conversation because I certainly draw parallels between the African-American community. Um, if you took a poll of the United States, at the peak of the civil rights movement, the vast majority of white people in the United States did not think that there was anything wrong with race relations and thought that black people in the United States should be happy with what they have. Right. So should LGBTQI plus plus people be happy with what they have? Right, And if you are not able to draw parallels between your own discrimination, marginalization, victimization with other people that experience that, for me, that's a bigger problem. Um, now, if you 
want to talk about cancel culture for me. Um, cancel culture is true. Um, I think some people should be canceled. I think if the vast majority of society believes that we should not be racist, that we should not be discriminatory, that we should abide by free speech as long as it's not hateful, and you demonstrate everything the opposite of that, you cancel from the group. I'm sorry. We don't want you in the group anymore. So we're going to cancel you from that. I think it's tricky when every single microaggression is perceived as something great. Um, I think when there's nuance and there's texture to something that happened, we should allow the other person to respond. We should allow the other person to, um, we should allow them the opportunity to speak. Uh, should our suspicions be confirmed? Yeah, I mean, I think it is a powerful tool that should be used sparingly and wisely. But I think it's an important tool because I think it's important to demonstrate what the majority of people think. And if we have moved away from certain ideas that are particularly problematic and that have been shown and demonstrated to cause harm against people mm -hmm. for who they are, that they can't change, we need to show the rest of the society that the majority is not willing to take that. Right? So, yeah. Sorry. It's going to seem like it's off topic, but it's really not. It goes down on that ground that we go in both ways. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. Those lyrics from Meg. Yeah, I know. And so it's, that's problematic because it's, why are you putting that out there that it's a choice? It's a choice. Depending on what your actions are for the night or what you're feeling at the moment, period, point blank, the ultimate end all is, is a choice. And that's not, and that's like the video that I showed you with the guy that said that he was no longer gay. You're putting out this energy and this information that like, it's a choice. And yeah. that's just giving the Bible bumpers like their ammunition to be like, yeah. yo. It's, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's also tricky because you have to, um, you have to allow conversation and discourse about individual experience. You have to. That's the only way we're able to do determine uh it's a girl. with biological uh, and scientific uh, analysis i don't want to say evidence um that being gay is not a choice right there is a different um or even being trans is not a choice because when your brain when your physical body develops and when your brain develops uh, and the hormones that are in utero at the time uh, and the distribution of those hormones, those are very different states right. of development. Um, so scientists have, some scientists have deduced that um, that can be some sort of reasoning around trans identity. Yeah. Uh, but should we have not have had any uh, scientific analysis, we can use more behavioral science sort of analysis and figure out how people feel. Uh, so people's individual experiences are important, um, but we need to understand that there is a distinction between the vast majority and the individual. 
Um, and this particular person may feel as though they are no longer gay for various factors. Mm -hmm. uh, it could have also been the point where they were never gay. They were only engaged in homosexual sexual behavior. That does not make you gay. Right. Right. And understanding these distinctions yeah. are important. You can have sex. You can have same sex and not be gay. The activity does not suggest identity. Right. And that's important. Very. Um, so, I mean, for me, and I, I think any, any person who is not an idiot and not a genius understands that things are complicated. Mm -hmm. um, so any answer, any response to a complicated question is going to be nuanced. Right. Uh, and I hope I was able to give a nuanced reflection or an answer to what your question was. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think one thing that I, one thing that's quite difficult for me to tolerate is the, uh, what do you call it? The lack of understanding and the lack of patience of many members of the African-American community to the LGBTQI plus community. Uh, and the lack of being able to see your own experience of marginalization and being able to understand somebody else's experience of marginalization. To me, that's just empathy, right? It's not, it's it's flexing a human muscle, right? right? It's not anything that we don't already have, but you choose to use it and you choose not to use it. Right. But it has been the choice of many members of the African-American community to not use that empathetic muscle. And that's something that um, I haven't been able to tolerate. Um, and it's something that I'm not able to necessarily keep my cool with. I think I'm generally quite even healed. I don't know if you would agree. I think so. Um, but that's one particular issue that where I can't keep my cool. What about you? What's the one issue? Sorry. <laughs> The lack of understanding of that in the African American community of the experience of LGBTQI people. Plus, um, <coughs> I'm sorry. And what was your last part? You said that's why you can't what? I can't tolerate the intolerance. Okay. And I can't engage without getting angry. Yeah. I would say that I, I'm, I'm right there with you eye to eye, because. This is the same community that will turn the turn a blind eye, as they say, or whatever, to the um, the, the, the gay music, you know, minister music, or whatever, or the whatever, whatever. Like, not giving all these titles and all these examples, but like, and and it's just so interesting how it's like, yes, Black lives matter, but Black gay lives don't matter. Black lives matter, but Black trans lives don't matter. Black lives matter, but only Black lives that resemble mine. Yeah. And that's basically what it comes down to. And that's the that's the thing that I think that it's, and I want to say this in a whole film and just to be not done with it, but just to make sure it's understood because I think that we mentioned it before. I don't know if it'll make the edits or whatever, but we have friends. We, we know people that are in interracial relationships. And it's that we have no problems. I can speak for myself. I have no problems with people finding love where they find love at. 
my problem is, and it even goes back to like the, and it's, it's the balance to where like, I feel like I'm partial Libra because I can see the balance in it of a lot of love being like, okay, well, black man or X, Y, Z, and she's got a white man that, she, that, that she's in a relationship with whatever. And it's like, I don't knock her for being in a relationship with a white man. I have a problem when you're putting this narrative out there, but at the same time, I'm understanding because that's your experience. And that, that experience has been, yo, when I was giving the brothers a chance, the brothers wouldn't check it for me. Same thing with- Or they were checking for me and they were cheating. Exactly. Like, because they, they thought they, I was always gonna be around. Them. Yeah. They thought I was always gonna be around. Yeah. And they could fuck all the ethnically ambiguous bitches that they wanted to, and they could shit on me. Right. But you find a person, regardless of their race, who actually values you. Yeah. Um, but then we, as African-American people, we've got a problem with that. And the thing or is that, I, I, say, I, I, I say that, like, as the community, we have a problem with it. Personally, I don't have a problem with it. And I think that where my issue is, is that I need to check my, what's the word again? Privilege. Check my privilege. There we go. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm like four or five. I don't know how many drinks in. Um, like 10. I'm yeah, it, it's, more, it's more than four or five. Shut up. But, um, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a situation of, like checking your privilege or whatever and understanding that I like I don't I don't have to know everybody's individual story. I don't need to know that this friend that I have that's dating this white person or whatever, this white guy, this white female, or whatever, that they gave ten other people that were of color a chance. And then this is the one that worked. Like I don't need to know that from you. But for some reason that always works with me better if I know that the person that you're with that's not that doesn't share the same background as yourself, if they understand your fight. Because the thing is that. I, I personally, and this is where I'm going, and I don't know if I'm digging the bigger hole or whatever, but I is my platform, goddammit, and I want you to understand where I'm coming from. Our. Our. Okay, sorry. <laughs> it's our platform, and this is where, where we're coming from. But what I'm saying is, is that- No, it's our platform. This is where you're coming from. <laughs> our platform. Yeah. This mother. <laughs> oh, this okay. Opinion, yes, exactly. So, so, yes, my opinion. What I'm saying is that I just want to make sure that the person that you are with, they really do understand, and, and that you're not the one Black friend that they have. Because that that's just the thing that kind of like it I can't I can't say it enough, but it just really drives me up the wall. You know how I feel about that. Like well like if you are the so only one. So I think it's it requires you mm-hmm. in your own analysis of how you feel mm-hmm. to take several steps back and to figure out why you feel that way. Right. You feel that way because when you have gone into white spaces, particularly white gay spaces, you have not been welcome. accepted yeah. or welcome. Um, you know how that feels. Yes. And when you see other black men, particularly black gay men in white spaces, you are irritated and concerned because it's based on your experience of not being accepted in that space. So that's the premise that you're looking at them with. You are, or not the premise, it's the assumptions. So when you see, and it's, it's the not it's you being accepted and welcomed to the space. But the thing is that you see yourself as being the exception and you're like, what did you do to make these white guys not like you? Well you and that's what I'm saying. So, so in that me, particular me, in those particular back, types of situations. That, yeah, like what did you do? In those particular types of situations, I think it's uh quite problematic for me. Um but I mean quite quite frankly, I I think if Black people, and white people, and et cetera, people, if they didn't like each other, I probably wouldn't look the way I look now, quite frankly. Um, so I don't have a problem with that. I think I have 
my issue with um, certain types of interracial relationships, it's when particularly the person of color, whether they are African-American, whether they are Asian-American, uh, whether they are Indian-American, et cetera, et cetera, um, when they choose not, specifically not to date in their own race, and they would have all of these preconceived notions of what a person of their liking may be in their own race, yeah. and they will make a hard line for something that is opposite. Mm -hmm. That's more so what I have an issue with. And it's... Um, I have an issue with it because it's no one community, unless you get down to the granular level, um, is a monolith. Um, certainly not any ethnic or racial community is a monolith. There are varieties and you know types of employment, textures. I mean, like just people are just different, right? So you know, and you know, if you're an Asian American woman, you can find an Asian American man to fit your preferences should you want to try, right? But quite often you are pushed in a certain direction from your parents. Let's say African American women or African American men are pushed in a certain direction by their parents and early in their life they may experience something different and then they'll make a hard shift. Right. Um, so that's more so what I have issue with. It's more about being close to opportunity. And ultimately what you end up doing is you end up discriminating against people because of either your own trauma or whatever that you have going on, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and that's the issue. I, I have absolutely no issue with love. You find love wherever you can. Um, I think it's in the situation that we described that you particularly have a problem with. I think it's quite unfortunate, let's say if a black gay man spends the majority of his time in white gay spaces and he doesn't know that other black gay men may not be invited into that space um, or if he doesn't realize it or if he doesn't care about it i think that's quite unfortunate yeah so i have a problem with it that's the way you're going to live your life um i know african-american people have a reputation of being um, welcoming to all of our Kind of people based on the one drop rule right yeah. um but that ain't me right so like you basically turn your back on me right you ain't coming back in the fold like i'm not gonna wish you harm like i hope that everybody is happy and then that they are able to sustain themselves and etc but i'm not going to invite you back to my space so for me like that's why for me it's maybe not so problematic but it's very unfortunate yeah. so it's it's a maybe a step down uh, but I don't like it, but am I going to kind of waste breath on it? Maybe not, because you chose your yeah. tribe. And that's the tribe that's going to sell you up the river. Yeah. But that's your choice. And I think that... And the, live with that choice. But the problem I have with it, and it's not, it's not the choice. It's that I gave the other... Uh, like basically, I... I, I I saw the best in people, even when I shouldn't have. When I should have went with my first mind and thought that, you know what? You are going to flip on me. And when you do flip on me, the first thing you're going to do is going to use that one word that you think going to hurt me the most. And they go for your nigga. And in, in each of those instances, it's been, they tried to degrade me and they tried to tear me down to being less than. And it's like, 
if this is what I've got to experience with being dealing with a white gay, is that the first time you get pissed off at me, you gonna go there? Like you has that really happened? Yeah. Oh fucking yes. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, like and it's just like, wow. like, like wow, like, and that to me, it screams that you're probably into the slave and master like type of sexual type stuff. But you never said that up front. But because I didn't do something or I didn't say something in the way that you wanted me to respond. And the thing is, is that it's crazy. I think that's interesting. Black guys online have had the biggest balls online. White guys have said this shit to my face. And that just goes to show how much I own the world. They really feel like it's all I got to do is call the police. All I got to do is say whatever. And they'll be on my side, regardless of what, I, what story I spin. You broke into my house and this is what happened. Or you're here like, oh, we were at this bar and you said like it, anything. Uh, and that's just so crazy. We've been made to feel that, yeah, I can say whatever. I can do whatever. And this is the way it's going to be. And, and so I can say that it's two things going with that. It's that my experience with you, with you being with me, has been different than my experience being alone. So when I'm by myself, I get, it's funny because the places we've been to in Salome or whatever, it's like when I go by myself or when I was not with you, when you were away from work or whatever, I get looked at like, why are you here? But when you're there with me, it's kind of like, oh, hey, like, what's up? Like, it's kind of like a spend more money, buy more drinks. What's up? Where are you from? Let's talk. But when I'm not with you, it's, and I tease you and I joke with you about it and I call you like my light skin savior, but I really do think that a lot of people around the world have this whole complex of the more European you look, the less threatening you are, the more trustworthy you are. And when I'm not with you, it's, let's try to get this person to speak. And because I know that I have a quick temper, I don't talk a lot. Because I know that I'm human inside and I just want to say that you are the 12th or the 14th officer I've dealt with this month. But I don't. It's just that knowing that you catch more bees with honey than you do with vinegar or whatever the damn old wives book bullshit thing is, whatever. But I got to act a certain way to appease you. And that's what's frustrating as a black man, knowing that no other men around the world that are lighter than me feel the need to. You're not very let me and i'm not but feel the need to let me bow to you and let me curtsy to you and let me let you know that you're you got the upper hand they actually feel the quite opposite of my balls are bigger than yours and i'm white so whatever i'm saying is gonna go and it's crazy because it's like i don't even be raising my voice in that sense and it's like if i did i know it'd be so much worse and on that note i feel like we need a little bit of uh sunflower <laughs> yeah, I mean it. Uh, I mean that made me think, feel a lot of things. I mean, I'm I'm sorry. Like I I I don't think we ever talked about that kind of experience. <clears throat> Some like that, um, which obviously I did. Um. um <coughs> I yeah, there's yeah, 
Um, so I'm not going to say what I was going to say. I'll probably say that to you separately. Okay. Um, but... I mean, I have a... So... You're quite easy to anger. It takes me a lot... It, it takes a lot more to get me angry. But I'm the type of person that once I am angry, I'm more likely to set the entire world on fire <laughs> than just kill you. So, and that's kind of what it made me feel in a very controlled way, of course, because that's me. But um, one thing it made me reflect on is how maybe maybe check my own privilege, uh, and it's something that I acknowledge, but I resent at the same time. Uh, I, I acknowledge I resented. Um, but quite frankly, I'm not entirely sure how it has impacted my life, me, me being quote unquote a light skinned black person. Um, because it, I think the different experiences kind of alienate me from black people. It is not something that I ask for, it's not something I've chosen. Yeah. Um, but it is a privilege. Uh, and it makes me ask and reflect if perhaps I'm able to maneuver in the way I am at work because of that. Um, in somewhat or very, in somewhat still a Eurocentric or American centric way of doing things. Um, people have looked at me as the grandchild, so to speak, right? which yeah. you, you know, you on American television, and especially in the early 90s, right, you'd see the introduction of interracial children. Right. I am not biracial. I mean, I say interracial children, biracial children. <laughs> I am not biracial. Yes. I'm black. I'm 100% African-American. Um, I just so happen to look this way for various reasons. Um, but how the kind of white grandparents would initially be racist and then the baby would be born and be like, oh, it's my baby because they saw enough of them right. in that child. Um, so sometimes I wonder if that is a bit of my experience. Um, no, I mean, but the, like the thing that it makes me, it just makes me angry um, because I don't see myself different from any other black person, any other black American person. I don't see myself any different. Um, but the rest of the world seems to be different. This is going to say, it's like um, you don't see yourself any different from the rest of the world. Okay. Like I grew up in the project. I grew up poor. I grew up, maybe not every single stereotype, but I, I grew up in the quote unquote inner city. I still don't even know what the fuck that means in inner city because I grew up in Jamaica, Queens. I don't know. Like, that's not the inner anything. You're that's right. on the outskirts. <laughs> it's on the outskirts. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you know how far that was? Like, I'm, just, like, I'm not entirely sure what the inner city means. In we my not inner. <laughs> um, but I probably would appreciate it. I like, would have got to school on time more. Um, but that's my reality. That's my, that's where I came, that's where I come from. Um, and for people to view me in a different way just based on how it look, it is 
I, I, I do resent it, but I do also know that I'm maybe only able to be a Malby millennial at work because of it. Um, and it just, it's, it's a complex kind of stew of emotions that like, that makes me feel right. Like, it's funny that you asked it because I was actually going to ask um, if you ever thought about that. Like if I never thought about it until now. Okay. Never. Um, Um, I can say I didn't know I was necessarily like my mother is lighter than I am so I thought she was light skin I never thought I was light skin yeah. I thought I was just brown and then other people told me differently and then you saw light skin Keisha and you was like what am I white <laughs> <laughs> that's shady on your part I, I mean like I, it's not shady on my part it's on the fact that it's whatever we don't care but <laughs> no, I mean no. It's it's it's. I think issues of you and the African American. But I feel like that was even placed on her though. Like somebody told her you was light skinned. If somebody told her that. Like, yeah. And you don't. You don't. Real, grow, like, I, I can. No. I can only speak from my personal perspective on this. Mm. Um, no, I didn't grow up thinking of it. Like, why would I? Like, that's not. That's not vocabulary. That's not a concept that children know. Like most of these types of concepts, you impose on children because we teach children that um it's something that i hate and it makes my skin crawl is when quote-unquote light-skinned people say oh i'm like skin. like like a drake type shit right like that just makes my skin crawl because oh it, my god i'm so glad you said that light um, skin but i'm still a dog nigga that that line in that fucking song i know, I know. it always like just like oh i just want to throw my phone out the window when he says that shit like for real i know who wrote that line for you and, and approved it? The different conversation. Yeah, <laughs> <ahead. laughs> um, I think it only perpetuates a division. It, it perpetuates a division that no longer has to be there um, in our community. And Although people may choose to look at me some kind of way. Um, I've never been shy about talking about where I come from. I, I maybe speak mostly for the most part, proper English, unless we're by ourselves. And then I kind of just say whatever <laughs> comes out of my mouth. Well, that one um, time we was at the club, you had to let it fly. Oh, God. Oh, oh yeah. Like, like I told it doesn't take. It, it takes a lot to get me angry, but once I get angry, I'm ready to burn down the entire world. That's what and I on, love. On oh that my night. goodness. Ooh. All right. Ooh. <laughs> if that's what made you fall, you got problems. <laughs> hey, the kind person, the even killed person, the provider wasn't good enough. You needed the nigga that was gonna like knock somebody head off. That was like, oh yeah, that's the one. I need somebody to protect me. Right. Was that it? <laughs> it was not the protection. It was that you had showed me everything else up to that point. And then just that, it was just like, because I was already, I was, as they said, like back then, I was already on one. I was on 10. I was just like, yo, I, I was ready to go in. And when I saw you I was turned ready up, to kill people. And, and, and when I saw you turned up, and that was a thing for me. And then like, it was just like, that's something I really respect about you from our relationship. And is that you're a really, really, really solid friend. And I mean, friend in the sense that like, and I don't know how your other friends do you or whatever. Well, actually, I do know. Pretty shitty. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I take that way. Actually, I do know. 
the, 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 the close friends that you have in your life or whatever, they, they see you the same way or whatever. And it's that thing of like, wait, before I, I actually wanted to remind myself of this. Um, so I have um, one of my best friends in the world. Um, he's going through a slightly difficult time. So I just wanted to give a shout out to him. I'm not going to say his name. He knows who I'm talking about. Um, no. Yeah, but it's, okay. it's, it's, not, it's not about him. It's just about everything. Okay. Um, sometimes it's, not about you, it's about everything that kind of like swarms you almost like that um, is creates stressors. Maybe not like a difficult time. I just wanted to give a shout out to him because that's one of my best friends. And um, yeah. <laughs> Love you. Love you too. So I, I also like him. No, I love him too. That's okay, what I was saying. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was like, what you, you know, I love, I mean, like, clearly. He dragged me into doing this podcast. Like, clearly, I love him. Um, <laughs> no, but that night, you saw, I guess, a different side of you. When... Yeah, it was. It was definitely it was a, a different side of you, but it was like, it was just, which I think is interesting because, like, it, I don't know, like, it was one of those things, like, it was an aggression, but it wasn't aggression towards me, but it was also, understood so it was one of those things like where where some people would be like oh yeah he's an aggressive person but it wasn't towards me so i don't have to worry it was a thing of it was very much so justified to where like when i saw where it was coming from i knew what led up to it because i was there the whole night and it was just like yo yeah you, you're not gonna play this situation like basically you're not gonna do this yeah somebody was trying me the whole night yeah. and i am i am and i'm not trying to toot my own horn i tried to be lovely and kind and nice to everyone, um, and I remember even trying. And to he just crossed over the line. <laughs> and he was like, "Now nah, you don't want to." And like, I, to stop. I and just, I just couldn't take it no more. And um, and fucking front. I mean, like he was about to get ass with. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna get drunk. All right, <laughs> I'm gonna pee. I think we got like two more things to talk about. Then we wrap this up for the night. I can't do this because she white. <laughs> and she and got it, Michael B. Jordan in the video. Nope. <laughs> I can't do this because she's white. Yup. Sorry, girl. I like the song, but before I knew that she was white, <laughs> now nah, I can't do it. it is, it's not because I don't like white people. It's just because I feel like white people are profiting off the culture. Um, too goddamn much. Necessary. I mean, not um, too much. Yeah. Disproportionately. <laughs> That's what I was looking for. But I guess I'm getting to you. your level at this point where I'm not telling you. Let's just say, trapping thirst. Oh. Trapping thirst. <laughs> trapping. I'm looking at what you did. Trapping thirst. <laughs> Check your privilege. Mm-hmm. So I guess you are you are your little shit. <laughs> yes. Well, what's on the back part? Hold on, what did it say? It was just an outline of your experience. Wow, okay. A lot of people. Oh, black people. <laughs> black people and black. I think I was like, black people and fake. <laughs> Why are you blocking both? <laughs> I'm just blocking bitches in Bangkok. I'm like, so, you, so before you went first, okay, so there's two more things. I just, I guess I assumed that your list was like, had more stuff, but. I would like to give out our voicemail number. So folks can leave us a voicemail and they can, you know, like, ask that question. What's your voicemail number? number? The voicemail number is 347-499-5959. Again, that's 347-499-5959. What's that number? You got it? I got it. Okay. 
347-499-5959. Call us, leave us a message, get straight to the point, say whatever it is that you need to say. You can remain anonymous if that's your thing, you know, but we like to know who you is. Um, I don't care. Okay, well, <laughs> well, well, I'm joking. You can send. He don't care. I don't. Whatever. You can send a voicemail. You can also check us on Instagram. It is in his show. Yes. You can send us a DM. Um, I prefer that. So, uh, but the thing is, is that if you've got a question and you've got something that you want to have answered, if you got I a question, it's a lot yeah. easier if you just ask your question. And because you know, like, especially, I just need you to get to the point and tell me what it is that your question is, and. Give me all the follow-ups and all the stuff that you think I'm going to want to know. Like, okay, so if you, like, got a question about somebody that you just started chatting with or whatever, then I need to know, like, well, has this been four weeks or has it been four years? Like, like what? It, what's the scenario you're telling me? That's all. So it gives it to the point. Let me know what it is, and, you know, we'll get back to you. Want to help you out any type of way we can? Not any kind of way. Mm-hmm. Not financially. I'm not sending you money. Sorry. Yeah, not it. We trying to... We're trying to help you out. With advice. With advice. <laughs> but not, yeah, that, that's that. I'm, don't you just love watching Normani on film? Yes. She is captivating on film. Yes. She's a performer. I would say that, yes. She's um Fifth Harmony, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, She's a beautiful Johnson. mover, right? Like, yes. Wait, wait till they get to the answer, right? There's another one. And she got nails on the glass. I was like, there's it's another cute. dance break? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I missed the one. Oh, what else? Yeah. Oh, she beautiful. Which would suggest that she moves beautifully in person, but not everybody who moves beautifully in person can uh, translate that. Translate that. Gotcha. No, but she is uh, quite impressive. All right, everybody. Hi, everybody. Uh, <laughs> All right, everybody. <laughs> yeah, you got the right pitch. All um, right, everybody. We're gonna so go ahead unless and... <laughs> you have anything else to say, I think we're going to wrap it up. I don't think I have anything else to say. I want to, you know, just go ahead and say thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Isn't Podcast. Thank you. I am CJ. And I'm Rob. And we are the Isn't His Podcast. Right. Don't forget to subscribe. <laughs> and, you know... You know, click in for the notifications and all that stuff or whatever. And um, yeah, I mean, do we really still have to say that? It's, I mean, like, everybody, yeah, yeah. if you want to be here, you'll be here, right? Like, just yeah, just watch it. Just watch it. We'll be here. Watch it, like it. If you don't like it, let us know. Yeah, if you don't like it, let us know. They'll probably be in the comments and reading them. I certainly won't. But... Well, uh, well, who will <laughs> be letting know then? If you ain't reading them, send a voice now. Leave a voicemail. Let's just send a voicemail. Like, <laughs> send a voicemail. What about like my grandmother? Send a voicemail. Why don't you just send, send us it in a the fax. mail? Send, <laughs> send us a fax of everything you want. Send a voicemail in the post. <laughs> I'll be sure to read it. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> You're a mess. <laughs>